Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling story, Halloween Adventure. The Green Hornet strikes again. afternoon of Halloween. During the early part of the day, there had been much confusion at the Effingham Mansion, as workmen had put up appropriate decorations for the annual Effingham Costume Ball. The workmen having left, Mrs. Effingham stood viewing the ballroom with her husband and son. Oh, really, Buxton, I don't know what we're coming to. Those decorators just didn't seem to be able to carry out any of my ideas. Well, it looks all right to me, Edna. How about it, Lynn? Oh, looks okay to me, too. Oh, I might have known neither one of you would sympathize with me. I'm a complete nervous wreck trying to make this ball a success while you two stand around placidly saying everything's all right. <laughs> well, after all, Edna, this costume ball is really your show. As far as I'm concerned, we ought to give up such things until after the war. There you go again, bringing up that. You have no idea what I've had to go through because of that silly war. Oh, hold on, Mother. That's no way for you to talk. This war is a serious affair for the whole world. But as far as you're concerned, it was started just to be an inconvenience to you. Oh. I'd be in it right now if they hadn't turned me down. Oh, Buxton, are you going to stand there and let Lynn say such things to me, his own mother? I've had to get out the invitations, call a caterer, get decorated. Now, Mother, Mother, else. Mother, quiet down. 
Won't look your best for the ball tonight if you upset yourself. Yeah, that's right, Edna. Well, if you're sorry, Lynn, for talking to me like okay, that... Okay, okay. I'm sorry, Mother. Let's forget it. Now, I hope I haven't forgotten anything. There was something I wanted... Oh, yes. Did both of you order costumes for the ball? Uh, costumes? Why, I... I forgot all about oh, it. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Now, how can I demand that all my guests come in costume when my own husband and son refuse to do so? Buxton, I reminded you the other day... No, wait, Mother. It isn't too late for us to get costumes. We'll jump in the car and see what we can find. Why, sure. There's several hours yet before the ball starts, Edna. Oh, dear. Now all the best ones will be gone. And I did so want you to wear a colonial costume, Buxton, with the satin breeches and wig to match the one I'm going to wear. Oh, I told you the other day. I'm not built for an outfit like that, Edna. Oh, there you go, trying to spoil my party again. It wouldn't hurt you just once to try to go out. Cheer up, Mother. If we can find one of those costumes, I'll persuade Dad to rent it. But as for me, I've decided to disguise myself as the Green Hornet. The Green Hornet? Uh Oh, really, Lynn, I don't know what you're talking... Oh, yes, I do remember hearing about some underworld character by that name. Oh, how quaint, Lynn, for you to think of that. Lynn Effingham, heir to millions, posing as the green bug. (laughs) Hornet, Mother, not bug. Oh, really, Lynn? Why quibble over the term? Either way, it's a bug, now, isn't it? Oh, you two run along. And remember, I expect you to hunt until you find costumes. Oh, I think your hornet bug costume will be very interesting, Lynn. Well, now that's settled, I must see how things are coming along in the kitchen. Oh. Mother gets more scatterbrained every day, Dan. <laughs> green bug. <laughs> if your mother ever came face to face with a notorious green hornet, she wouldn't forget the name, I'll bet. Oh, come on, son. Eh, we've sure let ourselves in for it. And I'll wager we'll have a tough time finding a costumer who has anything left this late in the game. After obtaining a list of costumers, Buxton Effingham and his son set out in search for the particular costumes they wanted. They visited several places without success, and some time later were discussing the situation as they drove along in their car. Well, Dad, we haven't had much luck. There's only one place left that we haven't tried. Well, where's that, Lynn? Well, it's a place down on Water Street called the Burlesque Theatrical Costumer. That's how. We might as well go on home. Oh, no, come on, come on, Dad. Be a sport. We can't let Mother down now. And there's a chance that a place down there won't do as much business as the ones uptown. That place is in a very questionable neighborhood, Lynn. No telling what we'd run into. <laughs> what are you afraid of, Dad? <laughs> I'm not afraid of anything exactly. It's just that... Oh, like... come, come, come. Don't be a stuffed shirt. We haven't been out alone in the car like this for a long time. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> now, come on, what do you say? <laughs> All right, son. I guess I can stand it if you can. But it's a good thing we didn't bring the chauffeur along. He'd have a fit if we told him to drive to the burlesque theatrical costumers on Water Street. (laughs) That's right. Well, step on it. Let's get it over with. In the back office at the burlesque theatrical costumers, two men stood looking down at the thin, shrewd-faced proprietor as he examined a few pieces of jewelry through a magnifying lens. Well, what do you give us for the stuff, Pop? Uh, to tell the truth, Lou, this stuff ain't worth much to me. Ah, uh, quit stalling, Pop. Lou asked you how much, didn't he? hundred and fifty. Take it or leave it. Only a hundred and fifty? 
Hey, are you kidding? Can I help it if you dopes play a small time racket? Why don't you get wise to yourself? Now, look, you don't hand us any of that stuff. Oh, I could bust you in, in two with one hand. Uh, if cut I it, Joey, cut it. Pop says 150. That's what we take, see? Okay, if you want to play soft with them, Lou. You don't have to bring your stuff here if you don't want to. It's hot stuff, see? I'd take a chance getting rid of it to someone else. Sure, sure, Pop, we know. Uh, don't mind, Joe. We didn't mean nothing, did you, Joe? No, I didn't mean nothing, Pop. But you want to go easy with the wisecracks if we're going to do business with you, see? Is it a wisecrack when I tell you you're doing small-time jobs? No, it's the truth. Why don't you two guys pull a big job? Then you can take it easy for a while. Bring me some big stuff and I'll talk big money. Yeah, yeah. All we need is for you or somebody to line up a big job. It ain't so easy, Pop. Yeah, maybe next time we'll have something better for you, Pop. You'll have to think up a plan. Somebody's coming. I say, anybody here? Be there in a minute. You better go wait on him, Pop. We'll wait here for you. All right, I'll close the office door as I go yeah, out. Leave it open. Maybe we'll learn something, huh, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we want to hear how you jip your customers, Pop. <laughs> ah, I'll be right back. Well, what can I do for you? We, uh... Well, we're trying to rent two certain types of costumes. Well, if I got them, you can rent them. Paid in advance. <laughs> you needn't be worried about your money, my good fellow. I'm Buxton Effingham. Uh, this is my son, Lynn. Look, it don't matter to me what your name... Oh, Buxton Effingham, did you say? The guy who lives on Parkway Avenue? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Sure, you see, we were... sure, Mr. Effingham. I got lots of costumes. Most anything you want. Oh, good. We want a colonial gentleman's outfit for myself. And my son would like a green hornet disguise. Can you supply them? Well, now, I think maybe I can. Colonial and uh, a hornet costume, eh? Right. Uh -huh. If you can fix this up, I'll pay you double. Just make the proper alterations and send it before 7.30 to my home. Oh, but, Dad, it's almost 7.30 now. Great Scott, I didn't realize the time. If you want to wait, I can... Oh, look nonsense, the... we can't wait. I'm sure We've I... got to get back. Now, hold on, Dad. Why can't we wait? I'll phone Mother and tell her we'll put the costumes on here and wear them home. Wear the costumes home? Oh, but well, there's no we reason can... why we can't. Oh, come on, Dad. It'll be fun. We spent a crazy afternoon anyway, and I've enjoyed it. Moreover, if we go to the car in costumes, no one will know who we are but Mother. Now, come on. What do you say? Well, all right, son. Phone your mother and tell her we'll be along in a little while. All dressed for the ball. Hey, there's a phone on that little table there. Good. I'll use it if you don't mind. For a short time, while the Effinghams were being fitted for the costumes, Lou and Joe sat in silence in the back office. Finally, Lou leaned forward and spoke in guarded tones. Hey, Joe, I got an idea. Yeah, what is it, Lou? All the class in town is going to that fancy dress all at Effingham's tonight. The dean's will have on plenty of real stuff, see? So what? Hey, look. Them two gents are dressing rooms out there right now, getting into them costumes, ain't they? Yeah, sure. Young guy phoned his old lady. They'd be coming home with the costumes on, didn't they? Well, stop asking questions and get to the point, will you? Okay, look. If we was to get into them costumes, take the car and drive there instead of them, we sure could make a big haul. You get it? Oh, you mean... Sure. sure. Are you game, Joe? Lou, I gotta hand it to you for ideas. With them costumes and wearing masks, we could get in and nobody'd know we wasn't them. Sure. And then when we pull the job on them... They'd all swear it must have been the real hornet on a pal, see? Hey, come on out, Dad, and see what I look like as the green hornet. Well, well, then. You look just like the real thing. <laughs> that isn't what I've heard about the hornet. Oh, boy, oh, boy. 
You sure look like something out of a history book, Dad. Now we gotta move fast. They'll be leaving. Come on, Joe. Now, uh, if you'll tell me what we owe you for renting these costumes, I'll pay you doubles, I promise. You've done a very good... Who are these two men? Hey, what... They have guns. Sure, and we ain't afraid to use them, mister. Hey, now, now wait a minute. You two can't... you keep your mouth shut, Pop. Hey, better or else. See here, this is an outrage. I'll have the law on Shut up before you bust a button on them fancy pants. <laughs> hey, he looks like a crowing rooster in that get-up. Oh, but you left. We got work to do. All right, you guys, get out of them costumes and quick. I, I guess we'd better do as they say, Lynn. After all, if all they want is a costume. Now, wait a minute, Dan. Why do you want these costumes? We just want to play Halloween. Now, get them off, I said. Lynn... They wouldn't dare shoot. There's some bills on the table. Enough to pay for the outfits. Come along, then. Oh, no, you don't. Satin pants. Why, you dirty. No good. I'm sure you, you might look like them, but you ain't got what it takes to be like them. You can guess why you want these outfits, but I don't intend to let you get away with it. Ah, you're wasting your time you. wrestling with that joke. Go whack him like this. That did it, Joe. Yeah, you said it. Lou, Joe, why did you do this? Don't you know who they are? They're the Effinghams. You shouldn't have done it, I tell you. Ah, dry up. Sure, you were the one who told us to pull off a big job, wasn't you? Well, this is it. What do you mean, this is it? We're putting on them costumes. We're about their size, Joe and me, see? And we're going to the Effingham joint to make a big haul. Now, wait, Lou. If you do that and leave them here like this, what about me? When they get loose, they'll have the cops right up here. You just keep them here till we get back. We'll have enough to put all three of us on Easy Street, see? We'll blow the town with the biggest haul ever. That's right, Pop. Think of what we'll bring back. Well, it's a big risk for me. Now, don't be a sap. We're the ones who's taking the big risk. Now, come on, Joe. We've got to get these swells out of these costumes. Then after we put them on and tie these guys up, we'll blow over to the Effingham dump. <laughs> yeah, before the night's over, we ought to make the headlines for the Green Hornet. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. story. The two crooks, Lou and Joe, bound and gagged Lynn Effingham and his father after removing the costumes and replacing their regular clothes. Then they proceeded to don the disguises in order to put over their scheme at the Effingham Ball. Meanwhile, Britt Reed, young playboy and publisher of the Daily Sentinel, arrived at the Effingham home wearing a black domino and mask. After making his identity known to his hostess, he stood for a few moments talking to her. 
<laughs> well, quite a merry crowd you have here tonight, Edna. Well, after all, Britt, it is Halloween, you know. I want everybody to have plenty of fun at my party. I'm sure they will. Say, uh, where's Buxton? Mixing in with the crowd? Buxton? I don't think I know him. Oh, oh, of course, you mean my husband, Buxton. Yes, uh, of course. <laughs> oh, how silly of me. I should remember the name of my own husband, shouldn't I? <laughs> After 25 or more years of married life, I should think so, Edna. Oh, Reed, Reed, where do you get such a memory to recall a thing like that? Now you forget Lynn's a big boy now. Oh, yes, Lynn. He makes me feel so old. By the way, I wonder where Buxton is. Well, that's what I asked you a moment ago. Oh, so you did. You see, Buxton and Lynn were going to dress at the costumers and come in with the guests so no one will know them. Of course, I'll know who they are, but no one else will. <laughs> well, I can see they're out to have fun tonight. Oh, aren't we all? Oh, I'm dying to see Buxton in his colonial outfit and Lynn in his disguise as uh, some sort of bug or other. Um... Oh, excuse me, Britt. I'm sure that must be they coming in now. Oh, a green hornet disguise. Oh, well, I... That must be Lynn. I guess there's no harm in it. <laughs> disguised as some sort of a bugger, Brother Edna said. Oh, I might have known. Crap, that thing. Sure, and I should have known better than to be talked into this. <laughs> well, Axford, what are you supposed to be? Huh? Is that you, Reed? Sure, I never would have known you in that black clown suit. I wore this because I could put it on over my business suit. But what are you doing here? And why the sheet? Reed, I got talked into it, that I did. Just as I was about to leave the office, Gunnigan comes up to me. Axford says he, the society reporters, took sick. And we want somebody to cover the effing ham balls, says he. So what, says I? So you've got to go, says he. I see. Then he says I, I got to wear a disguise to get into the place. And being so late, he sends Casey out to get a sheet. Uh, this here, uh, being it. And wrapping it around me and sticking pins in here and there. <laughs> and then they give me a mask and tell me I'm supposed to be Banquet's ghost. <laughs> so that's what I am. Banquet's ghost, eh? <laughs> What a hefty-looking ghost expert. Uh, sure. And I'm always tripping over the dratter thing and being stuck with pins here and there <laughs> every now and then. That I am. The next time Gunnigan tries to talk me into... Reed, Reed, look. The Green Hornet. That's not the real Hornet, Axford. That's young Lynn Effingham. Lynn Effingham, eh? Well, if the real Green Hornet saw him dressed like that, his life wouldn't be worth two cents to my way of thinking. Oh, I don't know, Mike. Maybe the Hornet has a sense of humor you don't know about. Sense of humor, you say? Ah, you don't know that Hornet like I do, Reed. That you don't. Oh, oh, those pins. Oh, they just, <laughs> I hope oh. you have your suit on under that sheet, Mike. <laughs> you both right. That you do. Me suit is one thing that Gunnigan can't talk me out of. Well, I'll I be seeing you, Reed. I, I'm going to find a deserted corner where I can pull out some of these pins before I'm punctured all over. Oh, oh. Well, Reed. Buxton and Lynn are here at last. Did you see them come in? Yes, I recognized them from your description of their costumes. <laughs> when I scolded them for being late, they were so penitent they didn't say a word. So I told them to mix with the crowd and have a good time. Oh, the way they scuttled off. I can tell you this is one night they're really going to enjoy themselves. <laughs> A 
short time later, Axford stood behind a palm in the conservatory, rearranging the pins in his improvised costume. Suddenly, his attention was drawn to a subdued conversation between two men who were beyond his vision. Eh, the old lady gives me the jitters. We gotta do our stuff and take it on the lamb. Eh, don't worry about the old lady. She's a screwball. <laughs> Imagine her bawling us out for being late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, when do we when do we pull our stunt? We decided? Yeah. The old dame said something about a grand march just before the suckers take off their masks. That'll get them all together in the ballroom, see? Oh, I get it. Then it'll be our party. Yeah. <laughs> and won't they be surprised? Especially the old lady. <laughs> Now, who are them to? Just take a peek before they get away. Glory be to young Lynn Effingham and some other guy. And him talking that way about his mother he was. Sure, and wait till I tell Reed about that. And... Them's the very words you were saying to the guy in the short bridges, Reed. Are you sure those were the two you heard talking, Mike? Sure, I'm sure. The guy in the wig and the guy dressed like the hornet. Uh, well, Reed, I guess I'll mosey around a bit more. I, I'll see you later. Hmm. It isn't like Buxton and Lynn to talk that way about Edna. Nor are they the type to pull off any stunts. They'd like to talk to both. They don't seem to be around right now. Maybe I'd better get to a phone. It's best to be on the safe side. It would be embarrassing to call the police without confirming my suspicions. I'll phone Kate. Mr. Reed's apartment? Kato? Yes, Mr. Brick. Why you call? private line because I want you to bring the black beauty and mask to the alley behind the Effingham house as soon as possible. Wait there for me. Yes, Mr. Pitt. I come quick, right away. Good. Something tells me there's a job to do right before the night's over. Black beauty ready. Also, gas gun and mask. I be there in Jiffy. Wait for Green Hornet. Good. Step on it, Cato. Yes, Mr. Pitt. That you, Mr. Pitt? Yes, Kato. You changed from domino costume to green hornet disguise now? I'll wear the hornet disguise under this domino, Kato. That way I can go back and mingle with the crowd without notice. Yet if anything starts, I'll be ready to take a hand as the hornet. There's a plain black mask in the glove compartment. Put it on, turn your coat inside out, and come inside. We'll pass for a costume. We hunt for crooks, maybe? When the right time comes, they'll show up. I want you to locate the light switches in the ballroom. Stand near them in case anything starts. Then you'll know what to do. Yes, Mr. Pierce. Okay. We'll go inside now. It's almost time for the Grand March. And if there's any trouble, that's where it will start. right into almost. That's a funny place to leave. Uh, great St. Patrick. 
give me strength to get away from here. Tis the car of the devil himself, the Green Hornet. I'll, I'll phone Sergeant Burke to send some cops. That I will. And tis Michael Axford to get the reward if they capture the Hornet. <laughs> See, now button your lip. Mercy, you're not my husband. Really, it's all so silly here. Coming here as though you were a bug. She's nutty, Lou. I'm sure you aren't, Lynn. I'm afraid I should have to ask you to leave. Otherwise, I'll call my husband and have him forcibly take you both out. Lady, this is a hold-up. Get it? A hold-up. Now, shut up. Oh. Now, line up over there like I said. Come on, you two, lady. Get over there with the rest. Oh, you can't be serious. This must be a prank of some kind. Get over there quick or Hold mug. I'll take over now. Another one of those bug men. Oh, this is all so confusing. Green Hood. Get him, Joe. He's spoiling our game. This will settle him. No, you don't. I'll take that gun. Oh. Yeah, I'll help you, Joe. We'll save the lights. I'm getting out of here before You not go. You stay. Hey, let her horn at the cops. We both got to take it on the lamb. Take this rat. No, no. Yes. Police come. Let's go in quick. A short time later, Britt Reed, wearing his domino costume, but without a mask, sauntered into the ballroom where a small group still stood talking, though the majority of the guests had departed. Here comes Reed. Thank goodness he's safe. Of course I'm safe, Axford. Though I must say the police got here just in time to save all of us from an unpleasant experience. That we did, Mr. Reed. No telling what that bunch of crooks would have done. What I want to know is, where's Buxton and Lynn Effingham? Oh, really, Britt? I'm too upset to know where anybody is. Much less care. Now, I don't... Oh, dear. You were asking about Buxton and Lynn, weren't you? Yes, of course. Oh, I, I guess you mean for husband and son, Mr. Reed. And that's right, Sergeant. The two crooks we found in here, well, they confessed to having attacked Mr. Effingham and his son and tying them up in a costume and place in Water Street. Cassidy called just a few minutes ago to say they were all right and on their way home. Well, it's really about time they came home. Such a time for them to go get tied up and all that sort of thing when I'm giving a ball. And then to go have Lynn dressing up as that, that green bug. But I, I hold on, no, Mrs. Effingham, hold on. Wasn't your son who was wearing that green hornet costume. It was one of them crooks that it was. Oh, well, then it couldn't have been my son, then, could it? No, ma'am, of course not. What? <laughs> Come on, easy, Mike. Mrs. Effingham's upset, you know. <laughs> upset? That she is. Upset, you call it. Sure, I'm biting the tongue that I am, and for a mighty good reason. Oh, mercy, what a silly thing to do. Uh, tell me, my good man, do you always bite your tongue? Oh, indeed not, me good woman. But when visits of the Green Hornet are mixed up with talking to people who don't know oh, what they're saying... Oh, I'm now I know to... what you mean. Well, my dear man, we'll excuse you this time since it's Halloween, but mixing your drinks always makes one see pink elephants and green bugs and things like that. Oh, what's <laughs> what's so that's why Axford was talking about seeing two hornets 
when all we found was one and a fake one at that. <laughs> Axford, how could you? Central Axford! Hey, Bob! A drunken hold up and acting a ball! Police captured Crook, Greenhorn, and implicated! Read all about it, Greenhorn, and still advised! Central Axford! Hey, Bob! <laughs> Copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Bob Height speaking. This is the Blue Network.